Hey, before we get started, I wanted to ask you, are you receiving the midweek pause emails? It's real easy to sign up. Just go to pauseyourlife.org and on the right, you'll see how to pause and in the list, you'll see receive midweek pause emails. These emails are very short, but very powerful. You receive it each Wednesday and it's a great excuse to just pause Get off the hamster wheel for a few minutes. Sort of reset yourself, refresh yourself. It's really nice. Midweek pause emails. Go to pauseyourlife.org. And this is The Mystic Show, episode 179. Taking it down a notch. Or two notches, or five notches, right? Let's take it down. Welcome, everyone, to The Mystic Show. My name is Chris Curran. I'm your host. I'm your co-traveler through eternity, and I'm happy you're joining me at this moment. This is the show where we talk about really meaningful topics in life that sometimes get lost when we get hung up on our day-to-day existence. We forget about the most important aspects of our lives, the unseen, the otherworldly aspects of our lives. The purpose of this show is for you and I to move forward on our spiritual path by learning knowledge, by understanding through practice, and sharing with each other. So new episodes of this show are released every Friday morning, and you can hear us as a podcast wherever you hear podcasts, on any podcasting app, or iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. And of course, the greatest place to visit (laughs) on the web, I guess I shouldn't say greatest, um, it's the website themysticshow.net themysticshow.net where you can sign up for our behind the scenes emails and you can also see every episode we've ever done is on there so well the plan for this episode is to continue on our summer of as a man thinketh that's right it's the middle of summer and we're taking it easy this summer I hope you are too. I hope you're getting out into nature, maybe hiking, maybe camping, maybe going on vacation, maybe going on a retreat. But these episodes of the summer, we're going to keep them very short, just to sort of keep the pulse going a little bit. And once we reach the fall, we'll swing back into our regular episodes. The best thing about this summer, though, is the book that we're reading from. My goodness. As a Man Thinketh by James Allen from 1902 or 1903, somewhere around there. This is one of the greatest books ever written as far as self-help or your conscious awareness of yourself as a being, as a magical human being with phenomenal faculties and wonderful 
experience of living life. Right? Sometimes we forget that. We've read almost half of the book, and today we're going to read the section titled Effect of Thought on Health and the Body. So the last few episodes were all based on the effect of thought on circumstances. And that's the longest section in this book, actually. The effect of thought on circumstances. And it's a very important one, as you know. If you've listened to the last three, they're just amazing. If you haven't, please do. In fact, we started this summer of As a Man Thinketh with episode number 175. So if you want to start from the beginning, listen to them all in a row. Start with episode 175. See, thinking is something we don't often think about. (laughs) The fact that we as human beings have a mind and we have thoughts and we have a will and we can control and regulate our thoughts. And the thoughts are the basis for everything that happens in our lives. The thoughts are the basis and the cause of all the circumstances in our lives. And this is what James Allen is teaching us in this book. This section, Effect of Thought on Health and the Body, well, obviously we're going to focus on health and the body, which is very important, right? Because if you don't have your health, you don't have much. So I say we just get right into it. It's a very short section, and let's do it. So this is from the book, As a Man Thinketh, by James Allen, section titled, Effect of Thought on Health and the Body. The body is the servant of the mind. It obeys the operations of the mind, whether they be deliberately chosen or automatically expressed. At the bidding of unlawful thoughts, the body sinks rapidly into disease and decay. At the command of glad and beautiful thoughts, it becomes clothed with youthfulness and beauty. Disease and health, like circumstances, are rooted in thought. Sickly thoughts will express themselves through a sickly body. Thoughts of fear have been known to kill a man as speedily as a bullet, and they are continually killing thousands of people just as surely, though less rapidly. The people who live in fear of disease are the people who get it. Anxiety quickly demoralizes the whole body, and lays it open to the entrance of disease. While impure thoughts, even if not physically indulged, will sooner shatter the nervous system. Strong, pure, and happy thoughts build up the body in vigor and grace. The body is a delicate and plastic instrument, which responds readily to the thoughts by which it is impressed, and habits of thought will produce their own effects good or bad, upon it. Men will continue to have impure and poisoned blood so long as they propagate unclean thoughts. Out of a clean heart comes a clean life and a clean body. Out of a defiled mind proceeds a defiled life and a corrupt body. Thought is the fount of action, life, and manifestation. Make the fountain pure, 
and all will be pure. Change of diet will not help a man who will not change his thoughts. When a man makes his thoughts pure, he no longer desires impure food. Clean thoughts make clean habits. The so-called saint who does not wash his body is not a saint. He who has strengthened and purified his thoughts does not need to consider the malevolent microbe. If you would perfect your body, guard your mind. If you would renew your body, beautify your mind. Thoughts of malice, envy, disappointment, despondency, rob the body of its health and grace. A sour face does not come by chance. It is made by sour thoughts. Wrinkles that mar are drawn by folly, passion, and pride. I know a woman of 96 who has the bright, innocent face of a girl. I know a man well under middle age whose face is drawn into inharmonious contours. The one is the result of a sweet and sunny disposition. The other is the outcome of passion and discontent. As you cannot have a sweet and wholesome abode unless you admit the air and sunshine freely into your rooms, so a strong body and a bright, happy, or serene countenance can only result from the free admittance into the mind of thoughts of joy and goodwill and serenity. On the faces of the aged, there are wrinkles made by sympathy others by strong and pure thought, and others are carved by passion. Who cannot distinguish them? With those who have lived righteously, age is calm, peaceful, and softly mellowed like the setting sun. I have recently seen a philosopher on his deathbed. He was not old except in years. He died as sweetly and peacefully as he had lived. There is no physician like cheerful thought for dissipating the ills of the body. There is no comforter to compare with goodwill for dispersing the shadows of grief and sorrow. To live continually in thoughts of ill will, cynicism, suspicion, and envy is to be confined in a self-made prison hole. But to think well of all, to be cheerful with all, to patiently learn to find the good in all, such unselfish thoughts are the very portals of heaven. And to dwell day by day in thoughts of peace toward every creature will bring abounding peace to their possessor. All right, and that's that very small section, Effect of Thought on Health and the Body. So you may want to listen to that again. You may want to reflect on your own health and your own body and your own countenance, your own attitude. And of course, we can observe others as well, but it's much more helpful to observe yourself. 
make an assessment. But don't be harsh on yourself. <laughs> don't judge yourself. Just observe. So until next time, you know what to do. Keep shining. Keep shining.